Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Mighty Misfit Menagerie, or Cast. Cast. Tonight, we are going to be doing another episode of Mark Interrupts, uh, which is going to be taking place in Icewind Dale, where we're going to be handling Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Um, Please take a moment to like and subscribe. Give us a comment if you have any questions or anything, if you're liking the content. Uh, And with that, let's hop right into our recap. I cast counter intro. (laughs) So, last time... Uh, Quill, Tempest, Z, and Altus, myself, uh, faced off against the interlopers. Interlopers? Interlopers. Is interlopers. How I say that. Interlopers. That's what I said. Uh, Finnick <laughs> stayed in the room with the cauldron, which he conceals with his rope trick and Tensor's floating disc. There was a lot of geometry involved in that, but it worked. Uh, three additional figures joined in the conflict and they, when they appeared, had face tentacles and a, a weird immunity to fire. And we just, we just weren't beating like we normally beat on stuff. Uh, upon arriving, they zeroed in on, on well, on your boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, referencing a past with him as they attacked him directly, attacked me directly, and referred to me as the author. Uh, throwing everyone for a large question mark over their forehead. Uh, During the scuffle, Prudence slinks her way downstairs and into the room with the cauldron, kind of shocked to see Finnick. Uh, She also didn't see the cauldron because it was concealed with rope trick. Uh, Finnick bamboozled her into admitting that she was there to steal the cauldron, and she claimed to want to return it to where it belongs, in its seat of power. Uh, not nearly as menacingly as I made that out to see, but she said it needed to be in its seat of power. Uh, the party was able to dispatch all of the intruders and Finnick incapacitated Prudence. As they catch their breath, Altus, myself, yes, thank you, Finnick, uh, heard something from above and the party discovers that the giant Charlotte mast had disappeared. The group questions Altus about the intruders that claimed to know me. Uh, I did admit they were bearded devils of Asmodeus, and that before I came to Brinchander, I authored an extremely well-penned book called <laughs> The Hellbent Highborn. Uh, uh, I don't see. I don't see in the notes where it says extremely well written. Where is that? Where is that? <laughs> oh, that's well. That's because I couldn't just go off on how great it was in session, uh, joining on after parties to hear me yell about how great the album was. Amazing. <laughs> it, trust me. Um, he reads ex- the entire book in the most recent after party. Don't you, Jake? I guess we'll have Thankfully to. Thankfully not. <laughs> we'll have to clear some schedules later tonight then, huh? Uh, but basically why it's so great is the book exposed many noble families around uh, Waterdeep uh, as devil worshippers. They were subsequently kicked out of their homes, banished from cities and areas around the surrounding towns. And for my safety, I kind of went into hiding. I fled to the ten towns. Uh, and then after uh, my admittance to the group, we followed the trail of the mast as it was dragged out of town. Uh, the tracks faded away, so we came to no avail there. Uh, 
after we got our second payment for the cauldron, the group headed back to Brinchander, hoping to chat with Flynn about what we discovered. At the witch's teat, Helena introduced us to Telvester and Koska, a couple that was in dire need of help. For the past week, the couple, along with two others, Nars and Veta, have been dealing with recurring psychic attacks. Koska and Nars have some psychic sensitivity, but have never experienced anything this severe, the uh, debilitating pain that came in waves and surges. Uh, Z probed their minds and heard a transmitting distress message at the cause, well, as the cause. The message is in deep speech, indicating that a ship had crashed and needs additional landing space. Uh, well, the coordinates followed the message, and Z determined that the message is coming from south-southwest and originated from the alien race who originally captured Z. Uh, for more info on that, there's the previous episode. Uh, the race is called Illithids. Illithid. Yeah, Illithids, you thank you. You knew I was going to question that. Uh, Illithids, a mind-reading race with octopus faces. I get a uh, very, what's his name? Mm -hmm. Davy Jones. Yeah. Davy Jones, thank you. Oh. You, you best start believing and go stories. You're in one. Uh, that's that's what my I hate that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I knew that and that I, uh, I so enabled it. <laughs> demonetized, demonetized. We didn't name it. Uh, Helen remembers seeing something like a comet crashing from the sky in that direction. She kind of nonchalantly goes, oh, was that the comet? Obviously in, in her Helen voice, which I can't do. Our lovely DM doesn't. Uh, the group uh, agreed to investigate the following day. For 200 gold. For 200 gold, yes. <laughs> um, which actually they offered you 275 gold, but after finding out that it was all of the money that they had available, uh, that was turned down. I think, so yeah, actually. Presently, you all were doing this for free. We're doing it for free, thanks I to Tranquil. And whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. The deal was, is they were going to ask other people for money and they were going to pay us whatever that amount was. <laughs> whatever the yes. extra, the surplus was, yeah. Which seems Tranquil, like a good deal. Tranquil was trying to be a hero, but not a stupid hero. Yes. And Altus uh, had egg on his face after that and does owe Tranquil an apology. Because we just got paid! Yes, uh, as you did get the rest of your payment from the cauldron. Was, yeah, there was some really low energy to that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we're going to pick up at the start of this session. And the next morning, as you all awaken to the dark and cold, that is a 10 towns morning. What are all of you doing to prepare to leave or in lieu of preparing to leave? I... Go ahead, Finnick. Um, I'm just going to say that I rolled a 13 and an 8 for portent. Thank you. I think Altus is going to go down to the Witch's Teat. Seems to be our normal hiding spot. A hiding spot? Meeting spot. And grab a seat close to the fire and get some breakfast and reading before the no doubt camaraderie of the day will ensue. As you uh, walk in the door there, Torment is just getting the fire going uh, as he's the, the first person in today um, to get the, the bread and whatnot baking that they, uh, they haven't been able to get elsewhere recently. 
before Z can leave for the day, I try and get up early so I can like catch him. I mean, we don't. Do we have plans today? We're, I mean, we're leaving for the frigid middle of nowhere today. Right. So, like, I'm not going to leave without you. Right? Well, this, sometimes you get up early and then, like, I have to go find you. So I'm trying to get up. I'm like, I'm like, got up at like way early and I've just been sitting there waiting for an appropriate time to wake you up. After a, uh, a little too long, Tranquil just goes, I chew and makes a loud sneeze and tries to like jerk Z awake. I'm pulling this from my real life because I do this with my husband all the time where I wake up like two hours before him and I just sit there waiting for him to wake up. But I don't leave the room in case he wakes up, you know, and I missed. <laughs> so, it's a little creepster. It's not creepy. Right. It's not creepy. It's, it, you, you think it would be, but it's not. It's totally mm-hmm. not. Um, but anyway, when Z gets up, I kind of like sit on the floor so my eyes are level with his barely opening eyes. And I go... Z, uh, can you look like you? Why? I just, I just want to say what I have to say to you. Okay, I will change into my whatever formless thing, very nondescript. Uh, I reach out and touch your cheek. You're not slimy, right? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Probably slimier as you want to then. I reach out and I touch your cheek and I tell you, no matter how you feel around the others or the town or anything, I just, I just want you to know that when it's just us, this is how I want you to be, who you are. I didn't pick you because you're a snake boy or because you were the first boy in Chander who gave me any attention. I, I picked you because you're you, and I just want you to know that this is how I want to know you. Okay. I'm sorry, is that super awkward? I'm new at this. Uh, it's not awkward. It's never happened before, so I just need to process. Like I said, I understand if you would be more comfortable in a different form, just just know that you don't have to be. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. And if you want, we can borrow some cosmetics from town. We could, like, draw you eyebrows or something, if that would make you feel better. I just eyebrows appear. I don't really need to, like, draw them on. I can, you know, Wait, so you could look kind of like yourself, but with, like more normalish features you don't have to look like a completely different race i mean no well we'll work on it we'll workshop it <laughs> every time we camp we'll try adding another facial feature because like the no nose no mouth thing would probably put a lot of people off but we can work on it and then you could just be yourself all the time uh-huh yourself with a fake nose mouth eyebrow yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you know what tranquil is trying <laughs> you know what? i know i know <laughs> um well thank you I, I think i'm gonna start getting ready for the the trip okay uh yeah i mean yeah i probably should do that too okay 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finnick and Tempest. Probably feeding the dogs. I'm ready. I'm outside getting warmed up, maybe doing some exercises or something. Okay. Uh, I'll see if I can go to the witch's teat a bit early. Um, where are the uh, the four that are suffering from the mind thing? Um, so I don't think they ever like showed you where they live, um, but they are not too far. Um, move you all over to Brinchander. Were they from Brinchander? I, I think I missed that part. If they were, um, no, they were all staying in uh, in a tavern nearby, uh, in an inn. Sorry, nearby the tavern, um, because they'd been from several different places. Two of them were living in Brinchander. Two were living in other places. They all ended up together because of what was happening to them. What the hell? We didn't know each other previously. Interesting. Sorry, having map issues. Here we go. Yeah. Did you want to like try to find them before? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, sure. Um, so there is uh, there's an an inn that's pretty close to uh, where your uh, the witch's teat is located, um, and there is smoke already coming out of the stacks as almost all of the buildings in town have to pretty constantly have a fire going to maintain any sort of comfortable level of living. Okay, I'll go up and knock. Okay. Um, the uh, the man that was a little bit more um, well-to-do slowly comes and opens the door. Uh, oh, are, are you all going to set out? Uh, soon. Uh, well, first, good darkness to you. Uh, I just had a, a quick question if I could come in. Um, of course, yes. Uh, he opens the door to let you in, and you can already hear um, a woman crying Um sitting up in one of the beds huddled into the fetal position. She's not the woman that came to the inn with him, or sorry, to the witch's teeth with him the previous day. Um, so from that, you can gather that this is one of the other two people that you hadn't met yet. Um, the woman that was with him yesterday is still asleep on the bed. And then there's a, a man that's reading by the fire. Uh, and I, I apologize for this, but how long do these episodes typically last? Uh, they have become more and more irregular. Um, it seems as if they're getting shorter, but they don't get shorter in any sort of way that makes any sense to us. It's, uh, I mean, as, as you saw yesterday, the fits that we had were only maybe 10 minutes a piece, but um, well, unfortunately, uh, Veda here has been in this state for most of the evening. So it's well, uh, going on five hours now. Five hours with the same. Wow. Well, it's not uh, the longest we've had, but. Well, not not for nothing, but uh, and I'll cast rope trick. Uh, perhaps if one of you try to go in there, uh, it's a pocket dimension outside of this. Maybe they can't necessarily find you. Uh, it could give you some respite from the torture uh it only lasts an hour unfortunately but maybe after five hours it might be nice um the man that was that was reading by the fire um stands up listening to that and immediately goes over to the woman and uh helps her to a standing position that she's struggling and still whimpering um and uh, in a in a thicker more traditional um 
Ten Town's accent, which the other ones don't have from not being raised here. He asks, um, how, how does it work? How do we get her inside? What can we do? Uh, you see that rope, just, just uh, shimmy up the rope. Um, at the end of the rope, you'll see uh, kind of a plain space. Uh, once you get up there, you'll be outside of... It's hard to explain. Just go up. You'll you'll understand. Oh, uh, he looks up at Telvister, who's still standing there. Uh, you useless brat, get up there and help me already. And, and Telvister snaps out of it and climbs up the rope and disappears into the, the void above. And he comes over as Telvister reaches down and uh, Nars helps Veta lift her hands up. And together, the two of them lift her up inside and there is silence. And then you hear a woman laughing as and just sighing in relief. And Telvister shouts back, it worked, it, oh my God, it worked. Well, uh, again, for an hour, so don't get too excited. Um, and I'll, I'll try and come back and cast as, as many as I can uh, before we leave. Um, well, one additional thing. So I know you made a an agreement with uh, my son saying that you'd give us whatever payment comes to you from family members. I need you to understand that we're going into seemingly impending death. And if we do come out the other side, it's something that we need to be compensated for. Not necessarily for my sake, but my children, you can call them, have lived in squalor for most of their life. And this money will go a long way to securing them for many years to come. So I know it was kind of a loose agreement, but I'm hoping that you will find it in your heart to find the gold for us. And when we return, hopefully this will all be over. Um, roll persuasion for me. Ooh, that's good. 18. Okay. Um, Casca, who's the woman that you'd met, um, the day before she's now awake and listening after all of the commotion with the rope trick and, um, Telvister and Veta are still up inside of the rope trip and neither of them respond, but, uh, Nars turns and looks at Casca and looks at where the rope disappears above them. That's, that's entirely fair. I, I didn't realize that Telvister had said he would not give you anything. I, I'm more than happy to ensure that we can it's, give you all that we can spare. Again, uh, we, don't, we don't want anything now. Please use that for yourself. Take care of your own, but know that I need to take care of mine. So, yes. Please uh, reach out to whoever you can and get whatever you can. Um, Veda and I are from Targos and I, neither of us have much to spare, but Casca stands up. Um, I'm, I'm happy to make sure that Telvister writes down to, to, Boulder, uh, to Boulder's Gate. I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm not sure how long it'll take to return, but I know that his family has money and none of us will let him 
have a moment of peace if he doesn't get that taken care of for you. I appreciate it. Well, I suppose we should go off and kill whatever's ailing you. So um, again, uh, maybe they should come out before an hour happens because it'll disappear and they'll fall, but it's okay either way. Um, uh, understood. And I'll kind of shake their hands. Thank you again. Yes. And I'll kind uh, of awkwardly like slink out, not knowing really how to leave this conversation. As the door closes, um, you hear the man that was standing outside of it grunt and then a thud as he falls to the ground as the cycle continues. Um, are you going to the witch's teat from there? Yeah. Okay. Right. So I believe that brings uh, all of you now back together. Um, one thing, Z, uh, there's a weird soft vibe now that you can feel um, at the edges of your uh, telepathy. A weird soft vibe? Yeah, it's like there's some sort of like ping and you could ignore it, uh, but it's there. Um, if you tune into it, uh, it is the distress signal. Okay, so I can always basically hear it. Does yeah. it, when I move around, does it get softer or louder depending on what direction I'm going in? Uh, it is directional, so you can hear the direction that it's coming from. Okay, cool. All right. Um, I would probably share that with everyone just so they're up to date. So, Lynn, is it annoying? <laughs> mm. It's like someone's always humming and doesn't stop, so if you find that annoying. I knew a gnome like that once. What gnome? <laughs> what would you all like to do now that you are at the witch's teat as a group? So Helene, while we're out of town, you're gonna move all that product for us, right? Oh yes, as long as you're gone long enough for me to take care of it, I'll be, I'll be doing my best to make sure it moves. Now that I know where it's from, I'm not sure how many people are going to want it, but if we smelt it back down into its original properties, maybe we can make something worthwhile out of it. That's what I figured. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely see what I can do. Uh, did y'all, are y'all prepared for a journey like this? I know ever since I met y'all, at least you have been traveling within the towns themselves. This is the first time I've heard of y'all going, uh, out into the under, so to speak. Uh, what do you, is that harder than traveling between the towns? <laughs> I don't quite know where you're going, but I know that plenty of people go down to the spine of the world and don't return, so. Master? <laughs> oh yeah, many, many have died. Uh, most likely one of us will die. Oh, you know what? Um, I just decided to take on the priesthood. Can we get a couple of potions before we leave in case the sky gets fresh? Potions, rations, uh, climbers kits probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, 
have all my camping stuff, but how much should we prepare? Like, I mean, how how long are we going to be out there? How long of a journey is it to like estimated to uh, the, the spot in the spot in the world where we think they are? Um, it's hard to put an exact mileage on it. You know that from Bryn Shander down to the spine itself is roughly 20 miles. Um, if you just go like straight south, um, there is road to travel along to help. Um, but you know that at some point you're going to have to go off the road, likely, unless this thing is crashed right on the road, which you haven't heard about it from people, you know, coming to and fro. So. And I mean, we're going to have to make camp out in the freezing. Um, I can cast my road trick, but that's only lasting an hour. So it's not much respite from the cold. All right. I'm going to be back. I'm going to go procure some stuff. And then Tranquil gets up with a gleam in his eye and kind of runs out. (laughs) Uh, After Tranquil leaves, I'm just going to kind of to the group. Um, Whatever he acquires will be good for the group, but I do not wish to know how he acquired it. Okay. Now I'm just going to go back to my food. Are you planning on getting everything or should we... I'm just going to get one particular thing. I, I just have a genius plan of how I want to spend my money. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to pick up some more healing potions. So how much I'm going to have like to as well. Each. I don't uh-huh. have any. 500 $500 gem, right? Or 500 gold gem. I mean, if you didn't spend anything in uh, East Haven, you should have two of those. Yeah. So wait, we each have that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In East Haven, we all got a thousand gold pieces, essentially. And then whatever you spent from that. I didn't spend anything. Didn't spend anything. So you, yeah. So whoever didn't spend stuff got a thousand still. Okay. I spent it all. I don't think I. Yeah, I didn't spend anything. All right. Yeah, Uh, I'm gonna go get some stuff. (laughs) Finnick, did you get? um, Did you spend the remaining 500 as well? No, no, I still have 511 gold. Awesome. All right. So um, let me know what each of you are planning to buy. I, Coulter, would like to buy four axe beaks. (laughs) Four axe beaks. All right. So there is a stable in inside of Bridge Shander, but that's not too hard to do. Um, they cost 50 gold per axe beak, I believe. Okay, I got that. And then I already have enough food for each of my dogs for 10 days. So I'm going to up that to 20 days and then also put my personal rations at 30 days. And the reason I'm getting everybody axe beaks is so we can load up the dog sled with all this stuff. Okay. 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 So you're traveling with a lot of supplies then. Okay. Um sorry, give me one second. What is up for grabs? Is it kind of any mundane item? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as it's something that's not crazy, you can probably get it in Bryn Chander. If you were in somewhere else, you might not have okay. as good of a chance, but and then potion-wise, is it kind of just potions of healing or is there um, there's potions of, there's some basic stuff. So like you can get like a potion of giant strength, a potion of healing, um, a potion of like spider climb, a potion of water breathing. Nothing really more exotic than those. Um, 
the apothecary right. here, as he knows, uh, being the person that helps them to find herbs sometimes uh, is, is pretty limited in what they are able to create based on what grows here. Hey, does everybody have bedrolls? Because I'll buy some extra tents, but I just need, does everyone have a bedroll? I'm assuming we'd all have I assume I mean, being so. adventurers, right? I mean, it's not guaranteed in all of the packs, but. I have a bedroll, yeah. Bedroll, mess kit, tinderbox, torch, rations, water skin, and rope. Okay. I need a pen for all this stuff I'm buying. <laughs> um, I'm going to buy a climber's kit. How many rations are we saying we should all have? Yeah, I have I have 30 days worth, so I don't know if we want to split that or if everyone wants to buy more. So I have 96 and I think I pick I put that in there because I think we picked up a bunch from somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. And that could be just like a like that 96 is in the dog sled or something. Yeah. Okay. So now we're up to like uh, 126 then something. Yeah, something like that. I'm um, working on the math right now. <laughs> Thank you. I'm more than happy to buy potions for everybody. I've dipped into my money very little. Okay. What's the... Uh... And remember, you guys did get a discount uh, at the apothecary. Mm-hmm. Which I and believe I was, was 10% up. off, and then it was... Uh... We got like a bulk yeah, discount, was... right? It wasn't yeah. buy one, get one? <laughs> it was a bongo <laughs> deal. It was buy one, get one for 95% of the original cost. <sighs> Not great. Still a BOGO. <laughs> buy one, get one for 100% what it actually costs. <laughs> um, I would probably like to take Z to the apothecary and try to get like what Althus probably calls the just-in-cases okay. uh, healing potions, maybe a couple spider climb potions. So you also may need a second dog sled because um, right now, so the dog sleds carry 360 pounds each. Um, and with just rations, you're at like 250. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Since we are in Bryn Shander, which is the largest town, what uh, magic items are we able to procure from this fine city? <laughs> um, it's, going to again be super basic um yeah even though brinchander is the biggest town that's not really what they trade in um so they're gonna have just really like simple utility kind of things do they have bags of holding yeah how much would one of those cost a bag of holding up in 10 towns um because that might not be a bad that's bad for the group good idea uh i would say hmm Okay, we took a momentary pause there while we all Googled a bunch of costs of things because we had not thought about that before. Uh, And (laughs) now that we have done that, um, we also have a correction on the dog sled. Uh, The each dog can carry or pull 360 pounds. They had a way higher capacity than I had thought. Uh, If you guys want to get a bag of holding, um, that would be 500 gold. I will pay a fifth (laughs) of that. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down to pay in for that. Yeah, I'll I will. Cover, um, I'll cover Quill's part two. Okay. So he's got a bunch of stuff, so I'll pay 200. 
Okay, so Z's got 200 gold off. The rest of you have 100 gold off. And then, um, Quill, you said you're getting five axe beaks and then feed for all the dogs? Five axe beaks, uh, enough rations to bring us up to a month for all of us for 30 days. Um, I have other stuff down. Uh, feed for everybody, two new tents, uh, three bedrolls just in case. And yeah, so we have food for a month, tents for everybody, bedrolls for everybody, and five mounts for if we can't use the dogs or something. Lord. Okay. Engine daddy. Excellent. Mark We're off real. everything else that has been spent and let your group know if you need help paying for any of that stuff because I know that was a long list. Yeah. Uh, I help. actually have money left over, so <laughs> I'm buying all the cheap stuff. <laughs> um, all right. With and then with that, I'm going to do two potions and a climber's kit and okay. maybe a healer's kit too. Okay, so the potions will be 25 each. Climber's kit is also 25. And a healer's kit, I think, is more, but we can double check on that. It's five, I think. Oh, oh nice. Less. Hello. Maybe not. Let me check that again. Okay, uh, cool. Altus? I think that's at least 50, but... I think it um, might be five pounds, what I was looking at. Not British money. We're looking at gold. Yeah. I'd like okay. to get everybody a healing potion, so five healing potions. Um, and I think we said that I bought a climber's kit somewhere, but in case we didn't, and I'm imagining that, I would like to buy one as well. Okay. So that's 25 gold for the climbers and then 25 for each of the healing potions. Uh, because you're buying five, he's going to give you a discount. So it's a hundred instead of 125. Okay. So a hundred for the, uh, potions. And then what we say of the climber skit? We just said it. I'm sorry. Uh, 25 as well. 25. Yes. As each of you are kind of coming in one by one, buying more and more potions, the little wizened old man is, you're quickly becoming my best customers in all of 10 towns. Please, please, please come back and get more. Little man sure hopping up me? onto his stool. Um, you should sponsor us. <laughs> I would. Just like someone watching this video. I'll take that into consideration, possibly becoming your patron um we're pretty popular and especially because there's new rules for patrons and tasha's that we can look into um <laughs> did we buy the bag of holding from him or from someone else i would have been from him he's kind of the game in town as far as magic items and potions go um unless you find somebody like traveling through but they're he's like the established spot here. can i ask him to put out a feeler for something that he probably yeah, doesn't have you are one of my best gatherers. Uh, of, I'm happy to look into things. Cloak of protection. Cloak of protection. Hmm. He pulls out a book and, and goes through it. Not in my inventory, but I think a cousin of mine in Baldur's Gate had one made uh, 50 years or so ago. I can see what I can find about it. Okay. It's not a contract to buy it. That's just me asking if you could acquire yes. it and how much it would be. I am familiar I'm with the meaning of feelers. <laughs> Just, sorry. I understand there are a lot of idiots up here, but I am not among their number. Uh, my apologies, I'm not trying to say you are. No, I no, no. see you while this is this is there a, yeah, Sure. Well, uh, he knows about feelers, and I pat Z on the shoulder. Let's All go. Right. Huh? Well, <laughs> and I am sufficiently I'll go like this. I'll go like this at you. I don't have feelers. You are um, 
Yes. Uh, have a good day. <laughs> he hops off of his stool and walks away. <laughs> See, you really need to get a sense of humor. Okay. It, we can work on it. We'll have many time for many humors. Uh-huh. As the group exits his establishment, the sun is just now coming towards that twilight and you hear from the back room, these adventurers are just getting weirder and weirder, I tell you. Uh, now that it is approaching 10 a.m., have you all gathered all of the supplies that you need? That we think we need, yeah. Okay. I'm still doing weight calculations. Hang on. I mean, <laughs> I mean just go, just go. We can put all of the rations into the bag of holding. And the feed and everything too. And then we can figure it out from there as far yeah. as like once we get other stuff. Well, but I'm almost done. Well, no, that's what we're saying. Like right now, or for right now, we're just like retconning that we put everything in the bag of holding. And then and once then we'll, you figure out the weight, we can like distribute. But we have that as our fail safe for right now. Yeah. And, and I would say like if there's a mundane item that you want to buy um that you think of before it comes to the absolute necessity of it that i'm fine with retconning you still having it if you get to a mountain peak and one of you doesn't have a climber kit then you're out of luck but as long as it's something that hasn't come up yet we can retcon that it was handled so i roll up to the front of the witch's teat with five axe beaks in tow and my dog sled just filled with camping supplies i immediately claim the all black one <laughs> I Whatever run the weird looking one is. I actually managed to get the axe beaks that we had before. I before running up to one, I go mutton chops, mutton chops. Which one? Which one was mutton chops? <laughs> you get a and it like runs over and it's a little bit overzealous and kind of smacks the side of your head with that beak, but it does it in a loving way. <laughs> I'm so okay with that. Ah, ah, mutton chops. <laughs> I, would, I just love that you named it after food and it doesn't care uh, <laughs> um, I also got right. extra sleeping bags extra tents uh, so you don't have to share with me anymore uh, me and Z anymore uh, Tempest uh, nice. pots, pans, cooking kits uh, I was able to pick up some spices because uh, I feel like we're going to get bored of trail rations real fast <laughs> wise choice How much how much gold do you want for me? Yeah, what can, what can I pay you, Tranquil, to help help with this? This is fine. Are you sure? Of course. I mean, I just want to make sure we have everything we need. Well, next adventure load is on me. I, I, thank you, Quill. I mean, I really have everything I need at this point. So buying more children and pets... Uh, Mounts is easy for me to do. And well, shall we? As the temperature jumps from negative 49 degrees Fahrenheit up to negative uh, 20 degrees Fahrenheit in the twilight, Ooh, uh, you can set out on a very clear day from the southern gate of Brinshander. Now, before at this point, we, before we set out, Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to ritually cast uh, Augury to see if this is a bad idea to go. <laughs> and I want to do it in my room where like no one else is around. As you're, as you're wrapping up the, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, great. I've never heard of this spell before. The common sense of uh, <laughs> D&D. Um, I'm central. Okay. You cast down the stones? I do. Uh, They fall into wheel and woe. Well, that did nothing. Uh, And then I will walk out of the door. Okay. All right. The southwest gate is much less traveled than it was in previous eras. Um, Those of you especially that had these jobs that were doing deliveries or kind of skating between the towns, um, the north gate and the east gate have stayed pretty busy and uh, constant travel flow with Brinchander and their trade with the other towns. Uh, But since this winter has set in, it's gotten harder and harder to travel to 10 towns and from 10 towns from the rest of the Sword Coast. Go ahead. You're muted. I didn't buy water because I'm assuming we can just melt down snow, right? Water shouldn't be an issue in a frozen tundra. <laughs> uh, no, yes, you're good. As long as you have something that can melt snow. Um, well, I have so, a cooking pot and, and tinderbox and stuff. Fire. Yes. <laughs> so the path is nearly empty. Um, there's a few people um, that are either, you know, trying to take a shortcut to Dugan's Hole and go off the path, um, or are headed towards the the woods uh, outside of Goodmead. But for the most part, the Ten Trail is just an open field. Um, you see the the rise and fall of snow on either side, uh, and as you travel, uh, are you sticking to the road or going out into the snow? Will the road take us directly to, uh, what's a more direct route to where we think this place is? Um, Z, go ahead and just give me a straight 20. Straight D20. That is a 13. Okay. Um, As far as, Z, as far as you can tell, it is like straight south. This road goes a little bit south, a little bit west, um, as it winds down. Um, you do know just obviously that travel is faster on the road um, than it is through the snow, but the snow is the more direct route. I'm thinking maybe we, um, you're talking about this road or your 10 trail? Yeah. Maybe we do take 10 trail till it gets to the red run about here that at least keeps us on the road i know it's like out of the way if we're going here but that keeps us on the road and then it gives us landmark to like get down there safely agreed and then maybe from there we can cut across through this forest it looks like is the red run like a frozen river yes yeah the red run how traversable is the the river Is it traversable or is it frozen? Frozen. Okay. So that means it's traversable. 
It is. Yes. I mean, even then, it's not if we're, by common means. If we're going due south, we could even where it links up with the Red Run here, and then take it along this path here, like take the river itself, or along it, so we have landmark at least. It's not a terrible idea. Just that would get lost. Yeah. I just drive the bus. You guys pick where we go. That might like give us advantage in our survival means. <laughs> Look at you using keywords. And um, how far from the map that we have of uh, the um, Durgar, how far away from the Ten Trail is the uh, outpost? Um, the outpost that you guys have on the map has it marked like over here. Okay. Okay. And Z, and I realized that you guys, I realized I was making arrows without you being able to see. Z, you hear it like straight down. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so we could branch a off a bit further. You can get to that that settlement. I was going to say, we could take it all the way to the beginning of this mountain range and then follow the mountain range in, it looks like. Oh, yeah, we could. I feel like that'd probably be safer. Yeah, actually, that might. I just feel like yeah. the road, we should utilize the road as much as we can. It's there. It's there for a reason. When does the all real fuckery begin? Is it like off of this map or like is it as soon as we hit Red Run? Or what do you mean? I mean, we're already in it. Well, because I know. Oh, so there's. Because well, I know this, it's really hard to get yeah, to and from. It's this mountain pass. Like, the, oh, it's not. Sorry, I'm on the wrong thing. This mountain pass here. That whole pass is has been plagued by blizzards. Okay. Okay, so we'll be fine as long as we leave before pass. we get to that pass. Okay. Yeah. But we're just barely we're getting a little ways into it and then we're branching off, so Yeah. Also I named my axe beak Ichabod, if anyone was if anyone cares. Mine's mine's still pork chop. Mutton chop. Lamb chop. I love it. We have pork chop, lamb chop, mutton chop, and Ichabod. What was these? Uh, chicken wing. Chicken wing. Chicken wing. I love it. That's very fun. <laughs> we need to get someone with hot dog and bologna. Yes. No? No one? Okay. That Never was mind. great because Rio looked up and Hank is above Rio in my little thing. So he was rolling his eyes at just the right direction. <laughs> um, <laughs> so as you go down the, uh, the path, like I said, you're continuing to hit nobody. It's just a crystal clear, bright um bright as twilight can get day. Um, Z, if you continue to check in, the pings seem to follow. So from due south when you start, to a little bit east, to a little bit east, to a little bit east. And uh, the day's fairly uneventful. Um, around here, you do start seeing that tree cover as you come to the crossing of Red Run at the Ten Trail, uh, a stone bridge built over a lake, or sorry, a river that's frozen solid. Um, if you look closely at it, you can see just at the base of it, there is still running water, but there's several inches of ice above that. Um, where were you all planning to go? Were you planning on following the river or are you planning on going down to the mountain? Well, we were planning to go to like here, right? Well, but if it's ever shifting, I would love to avoid avalanches and stick to the river. If it's if you're seeing it here, 
it would make more sense to follow the river and avoid avalanches. I'm, I'm fully down with that. There. Yeah. How thick is the ice? Um, it varies place by place based on the path of the water, but for the most part, it's uh, like four to five inches thick. I figure we can just follow along the river. We don't have to be on it. Um, that's, yeah, you can definitely do that. It's about six hours at this point. Yes. So leaving 10 towns at 10 o'clock. Now it's already out of that twilight into darkness. You're down to negative 49 degrees uh, and we're approaching four o'clock in the afternoon by the time you get down to here. You made great time having the road and using the axe beaks and, and the dogs. Should we go a little bit more than make camp? Sure. Are you going to make uh, camp off the road or into the trees? I should say into the trees a little bit more. Okay. And we are, sorry, Coulter, we are following the river. We're just not on the river. Okay, yeah, you're following. Yeah, that's what I, I was assuming. How far okay. along the river do you want to go before you make camp? I'd say another few hours, maybe. Okay. Um, so at this I point, like, the... I like this clump of trees right here. That looks like a good place to that's, camp. That's pretty close to where it was, though. Right? Well, yeah, but I'm sure... I mean, it takes hours to travel this map. I'm sure it should be fine. Yeah. And okay. the the closer you get, that louder that pinging is. Um, you're still able to block it out for the most part, but it's as if it's becoming more and more incessant. Okay. So it's going to take uh, longer now to travel this distance. So from there, it took you six hours to get from, if you were actually going to go straight through down that river, uh, it's going to take you close to um, like eight to 10 hours to get to that spot. Because now you're off the road and it's going to be a lot more slow going, especially with the dog sled. So maybe do another five hours. I don't know how long we've been traveling. I'm sorry. It was six hours from Brinchander to here. Mm -hmm. I would say we get four more hours so that we only have to do four tomorrow, which yeah. can be done before the twilight. Um, make camp at like eight o'clock or something and get a good full rest in. When we finally set up the final camp before we head out on the axe beaks, I would like to maybe set up like a snow shelter for the dogs and our stuff. So it's not immediately just out in the, that's why I wanted to camp in one of the wooded areas. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Maybe we could do a camp tonight. If it's not in the wooded area, then just set up camp as we're going through the day tomorrow. Yeah. Most of the area along the river is wooded. Um, so if you stop anywhere along the river, you'll be good in that regard. Um, so about four hours from here, when you're getting towards uh, eight o'clock, uh, it's a little bit harder to tell exactly where the time is. Um, there's a kind of crack of light in the sky from the north. And if you look up, you can see the aurora start to spin across the sky above you from uh, from west to east as the purples and greens and blues light up the night, bring you almost to the same level of light as that twilight. And as it does so, your 
roughly here in the river after that extra four hours. Um, when it lights up the trees, there's a group of humanoid figures back off of the river, uh, about 120 or so feet away from you, deeper into the forest. And it seems as if they're moving maybe parallel, but the opposite direction of you. And we all see this? Oh, far away? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, with, with the passive perceptions that you have, you all see this. Um, you said 120 feet away? Yes. Can I make out their faces or anything like that? Um, in the dark, it's hard to make out any faces. Um, they are in furs and winter clothes. One of them is holding a staff. Three of them have spears. Um, the one with the staff clocks your group at the river in a more open space and um, stops to watch as the others keep moving. Um, I have, because I have observant, I can read lips. Is that, are they too far away for me to, to see anything? Or are they all covered? I think 120 feet is probably gonna be a little bit far. Okay. Um, yeah, most I mean, of them are in hoods and whatnot, but go ahead. Okay. Especially considering the fact that, I mean, as a half elf, you only have 60 foot dark vision. So, you, so even though we see them moving, it's still dark out. Right, it's just worth asking. I'll message Z. Uh, do you think you could do your weird mind brain thing? Oh, I have to be way closer. Can is there any role we can do? Is there are there any tribes that live in these lands that are documented at all? Like that we does anybody would anyone might maybe have some knowledge of that that they could roll for that Tempest doesn't know. <laughs> can I make a roll? Yeah, if you want to make a history check or a yeah, or knowledge check either way. Do I get advantage on that at all? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is actually really good. That is a 25. I am. Um, you recognize the shapes and the weapons that they're carrying. Um, they are, these are uh, ragged nomads of the Elk tribe. Are they aggressive? Or do they leave you alone? <laughs> They still seem to be slowly trudging their way through the snow um, parallel versus towards, though the one that stopped is still stopped and watching the birth between that figure and the rest um, starting to grow a bit. I would I say I just look intimidating, but I'm not going to make any moves towards them. Okay. <laughs> and do I, I do I recognize anybody? Um, there's you recognize the weapons and the clothing. It's still too far to like make up faces or anything, but they're definitely uh, ragged nomads from the elk tribe. How many based of them? on the weapons and clothing? Uh, there's six total. Um, one looks to be um, larger than the rest, as far as um, not like inhumanly large, but just more muscular. Um, the one that stopped is a little bit smaller than the rest and is holding uh, a sage's staff. 
but How the rest of them just look to be warriors or hunters. So there's six total. How far away is he? Uh, he's 120 feet. The rest are starting to get more like 125, 130 as they're walking. Hmm? Master, if you'd like, I could send shivers. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I'm going to cast Firebolt, not the closest one. Oh! Firebolt? Okay. <laughs> Uh, at them. the uh, at the sage or at whoever's closest. Okay, um, he is right now still the closest. Um, just a moment. Uh, roll to attack. I mean, can I make a deck save to tackle him when he does that? <laughs> Uh, well, but it. we don't know who they are. I was just hit. talking to him, so I would have seen him like <laughs> take his hand up. <laughs> um, what was the attack? 22. 22? Okay. Um, yeah, that hits. Uh, roll for damage. Um, okay. Seven points of damage. Okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, okay, roll initiative, everybody. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Things I didn't expect to happen. Mark, this better have a huge payoff. Or just a lot of fun story. I got a nine. Does he recognize anybody? He obviously has a grudge of some kind. Nine for Altus? Yes. Eleven. 11 okay got a three <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i'm on a 16 okay blinded by rage 14 <laughs> all right and give me one moment and i'll put you guys on the map here Anytime we're traveling on our axe speaks, we should all do this in the frame like cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I will almost, I'll let you all arrange yourselves how you think you should be. Walter didn't think we were gonna fight. That's a sweet river, baby. <laughs> None of yes, us thought we were gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think, I didn't I think we were gonna fight right, right now. Hey, Colter, can you can you check your text message real quick? I yes, I can. Sure. And uh, Hank. Um, yeah. That is the most beautiful river I've ever seen in my entire goddamn Whoa. life. The strength of a raging I am, river. Red run. I'm, I'm in shock and awe. Um, 
Being the, a DM is hard. Everyone leave Coulter alone. I am being serious. <laughs> I love that Coulter came up this so fast. Like I am so yeah. appreciative. <laughs> okay. So uh now that we're at initiative, um Tranquil, you are first. Uh I would like to take a free action to go, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Do you say nothing? Nothing. Well, I slap him across the face, casting Mage Arbor on him. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And then I will also, uh, they're too far away for my curse. The two of uh, the bonus action. What can I do? I will shaman a shadow blade. Okay. And Go then ahead. move, I guess, 30 feet closer to them. <laughs> Excellent. Go ahead and move yourself, and that'll bring us down to Tempest. And the the lake is the river's frozen, right? Yes. Okay. So it's it's very jagged by whoever added the blue. <laughs> Thirty. Okay. Go ahead and just roll a dex check for me. Gladly. 18. Okay, you're good. The river, it's it's slippery, but you are able to go across it. And Tempest, if you cross the river, go ahead and roll a dex as well. Ooh, not looking good. That's going to be a seven. Okay, Tempest, uh, you fall on the ice. I fall um, on my ass. So you are prone, um, but you can use half your movement to get up if you want to continue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's see, that was probably 5, 10, 15, 20 to get on the ice. I fall, then I have to spend another, you said, fifth, so 15 feet of movement to get up. And then that's going to leave me five more feet. So, boom. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um, all right, that's going to bring us down to our friends. Uh, the shaman turns and yells something that's not totally intelligible from where you are um, at the rest of them. Um, these ones start to move using their full movement um, to move away from all of you. Um, this one steps forward as you see the the one holding the staff that was attacked with the uh that first hit yells at him and is still like pointing the staff to follow the others but this one is not following um with that uh he will turn back and he's going to cast uh a spell on looks like yeah you're really gonna be the closest target there um so go ahead and uh i need you to make a strength save what's your strength at i have a 10 strength so <laughs> 
if you're going to use a roll, I, you have to use it before I say it, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a 13, so I don't know if it... I got a 9, so... <laughs> okay. So are you using the 13 or no? No, I'll just use the 9, I guess. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm just going to take comfort in the fact that Finnick is going to feel real bad if I die in this encounter. <laughs> sea roots, uh, or sorry, uh, like uh, seaweed comes bursting up through the ice, uh, entangling your legs and locking you to the spot as he casts Entangle on you. You are now restrained. Ooh, Entangle, does that get uh, Tempest too? Uh, it is a 20-foot square, so go ahead and make that save, Tempest. Strength. <laughs> Eighteen. You're fine. You're able to stamp on them before they can get around you. Um, and lastly, I, oh. go ahead. Can I use a reaction at all to help Quill? No, that's not how they work, right? No, yeah, not in this one. Um, it's going to be not close enough, but uh, he moves and stands in front of the other. Um, and that's going to bring us down to Z. Okay. Um, Z's going to go here. And he's going... Oh. Finnick, you sure about this? Yes, do it. All right. I'm going to attack... Uh, throwing a... Throwing a chaos bolt at this guy. Um, so range spell attack, uh, does a 23 hit? Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Um, that's going to be, ooh, 16, let's go psychic. Damn. Now let's go force damage. Okay. And you said it was 16? Yep. And then I'm assuming I'm rolling for wild magic. Yes, please. Oof, that's a one. Okay, let's go ahead and roll that man wild magic table. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Z disappears. Okay, cool. Do you want me to take you off the board? Um, I'm technically still there. I'm just invisible. Okay. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, everybody else just sees your friend cast a bolt and vanish. I turn uh, to Finnick. They got Z! <laughs> Altus, you're up. Uh, 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 I, I see that. I'm very panicked. And I'm going to run over to like where I think Z was. And then I'm going to look around a little bit and audibly, duh, uh, and I'm just going to throw Guiding Bolt at um, this boy. Okay. And that's going to be a deck save from him, right? Uh, range spell attack. Okay, thank you. 
that is a, sorry, 23. That'll hit. And that means that he is now um, glowing, correct? Uh, he takes 46 radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against him before the end of my next turn has advantage. Excellent. So. Uh, he takes 14 radiant damage. Cool. He has taken it. Like a man. All right. That's going to bring us down to Finnick. Which one did I blast before? Uh, the the sh- So there's a shaman and a warrior here. So the okay. shaman's one behind. That's he blasted before. I will blast the shaman with a scorching ray. Okay. And I get advantage on the first one, right? Uh, you get advantage if you're hitting character. this person. Oh, here. got it. Got it. Using luck. Doesn't Scorching Ray shoot multiple rays? It shoots mm-hmm. three, right? I'm using all three on him. Great. Okay. Um, that's a 16 to hit. Okay. And that... On, on the first one. That will hit. Okay. Second one. Using luck. That is a, an 18 to hit. The last um, one... 18 hits as well. And the last one is a 16 again. Okay, so all three hit. So that is... Eighteen points of damage. Okay. Um, you see him stumble, uh, and as he does so, the vines wrapped around um, Tranquil's legs go slack and slither back into the water where they had cracked the ice. And that's going to bring us to top of the round with Tranquil. Okay, so I realized last turn I cast both Mage Armor and Shadow Blade, which is not possible, so I'm going to cast Shadow Blade on this turn. Okay. Um, <laughs> just because those are two first-level spells. Well, I was just so flustered that I didn't think about it. <laughs> um, but I'm not trapped in ice anymore. Or no. seaweed or whatever. No. Mm-mm. Okay. 5, 10, 15, 20... Get out of here, shivers. 25, 30. Uh, okay, that puts him within 30, 40 feet. Uh, and shivers was right here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. He can get to him. I did the math last turn. Uh, so I'm going to have uh, shivers take my action to attack him. Okay. <laughs> What's he doing? With advantage. It shouldn't be. He used it up for Scorching Ray, didn't he? No, I didn't. No, he attacked a different person. Oh, cool. So Shivers will get advantage. So the first roll was a 14 plus. The second roll is an at 20. So (laughs) Yeah, you hit. Go ahead and crit for Shivers. I have to re... I have so many tabs because I'm checking the spell. (laughs) I know. I feel your pain. (laughs) 
I try and keep up with it so you don't have to do it as much, Coulter. But thank you. Uh, Spectre five E. I know it's three D six, and it's necrotic damage. So it's an attack roll, so it can crit. So that means so eighteen do... plus a roll. Yeah. And he needs to make a con save. Great. So it's 18 plus 14. Okay. Uh, and his con save is a uh, 13. Sorry. A, okay. He. It's a 15. Okay. So he passes. Okay. Um, but he does take the 32 necrotic damage as my squirrel dives into his chest and starts munching on his heart or something. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Alex okay. has seen some things now at this point. <laughs> How dare you make a doctor do such a thing? He's supposed to heal. Uh, he's, he's, and he took he an oath. He is the medical doctor, but he is not licensed anymore. Is anyone that is Tempest. <laughs> okay. After um, our squirrel doctor. Must, mostly because of things like this. I'll do it. <laughs> now I gotta switch to the pointy thingy and <laughs> boop. I'ma run 60 feet. And I can't throw a javelin as a bonus action, can I? No, it's an action. Okay. So I'm that's what I did. <laughs> okay. Um excellent. That's if going you, to bring us if you want, Helena, you could enter rage as a bonus action this turn. I really want to use that yet <laughs> okay i'm just saying uh, as you are closer now uh tempest you can see that they're both um human men um the front one turns back now i'm um, stepping away from the squirrel taking that attack of opportunity um if you want to go ahead and roll for that or don't you know uh that's a dirty 20 okay that'll hit yeah Okay, so that's nine damage, and he needs to make a con save. Uh, crit. Okay, he's fine then. Um, he reaches down and picks up the other man and has one, two, three, four, six. Okay. Um, and begins to carry him off into the darkness there. Um, it's, I'm calling it half motion because he's encumbered, um, and we are going to go down to Z. Okay. Um, what is it to get across the river? Uh, deck save. Deck save. Are you fall on your butt? Um, screw it. Cast bolt again. On which one? Um, which one is more hurt? Uh, the one being carried. Sure, we'll go him. Okay, invisible man. So out of nowhere, a bolt just appears from where Z was. Uh, does a 19 hit? 19 does hit. And doesn't casting it um, dispel your invisibility? Yeah, I become invisible again. Cool. Ah, and see, go ahead and make another roll for me. <laughs> oh, well. Um, do I do that before I do the, like, 
You can do either order. It doesn't matter to me. Damage. Let's do damage first. Cool. Um. Okay, that is... I can do math. Um... 14 psychic damage. Okay. Um, you hear him cry out and go limp on the other man's shoulder. Fantastic. Let's do this roll. That's cocked. Oh, good lord. Are you fucking kidding me? It's another one. Wild magic do be wild. Yeah, apparently it's really wild today. You are really stressed. So this time Z disappears for real. Oh wow. What does that mean? Um Yeah, Z's gone. Okay. We will handle that in a moment. Um (laughs) excellent. Um that's going to bring us uh to Altus. Z, you're sick. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. He was just. Ah. Altus, focus. Okay, okay, okay. Um, God, everyone is very out of my range. No, actually, not. Uh, God, I hate to just jump to the same spell, but it's the only one that has the range. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, repeat of last turn. Second verse, same as the first. Z disappears, and Altus goes, ah! and just throws Guiding Bolt again. It's, uh, yeah, 95 feet on 120-foot range. Does a 15 hit? I'm muted this time. A 15 <laughs> just hits. Just hits. Sorry, guys. Okay. Uh, 16 more radiant damage. Okay. All right. He is starting to look very, very uh, unhappy as he's still limping along, carrying the body of his fallen comrade. Um, that's going to bring us to Finnick. Um, Finnick, just still encompassed by rage, is going to... That's way too far. 25, 30, um, and do... Uh, another Scorching Ray. Okay, go ahead and roll for me. That is a uh, 19. Okay. Use, use my last luck. That'll, yeah, 19's going to hit. Uh, 15. Uh, that will just hit, yeah. And a natural 20. Okay, so all those hit. <laughs> so... First one does uh, 11. Second one does eight. 
And then the crit does... Uh, 19. Okay. Um, he falls to the snow, dead, dropping the other body, and you are out of combat. Uh, Z reappears. I will cast my last second level spell and cast Scorching Ray again and attack the bodies. Okay. Um, it is, uh, yeah, that'll hit. They're not moving. Go after the rest of them. We need to kill them. Uh, Where's Finnick right now? I'm right here. Um, I walk up to Finnick and punch him in the face. Okay, roll right. for uh, roll for attack there. <laughs> uh, does a seventeen hit? It definitely hits. And I mean, be an as I see, attack, so uh, so one damage plus your strength. As I see Z go for it, I drop the mage armor. <laughs> <laughs> um, if my strength's negative, one damage. You okay. take damage from my face. <laughs> those, those um, what the hell was that? I level my shadow blade at Finnick and we're like, please tell me we did not just murder people. We didn't murder people. We murdered the scourge of the north. We murdered disgusting tiger clansmen. We murdered people who don't deserve to live. All right. Well, this is starting to sound like a very personal issue because they were not going to engage with us. I just went back to the one place I never want to go ever again because of you. See, what does that mean? I was just on the astral plane. And I never... Did they do that? I don't know. It's because of this fight. You don't know how to control your magic. Well, you don't know how to control your temper. So why don't you sit down and explain to us why we should go chasing after innocent, what I'm assuming is women and children, to murder them because you don't like them? Not that I don't like them. Why don't you explain to the demon spawn why we should go and hunt them down just because who they are? Why don't I you hate explain? Them. Yeah. Right. Do you think people didn't want to drown me and my sister when we were kids? So you got a lot of explaining to do real quick. They did drown me, Quill. Those people. Yes, the Tiger Clan. My mother left me to drown in a river because of some pact that she made with the goddamn... <sighs> the only reason I'm alive right now is because of Oyabinar talk. If I can, I will kill every member of the Tiger Clan. Well, I, I just don't know if I can support you in chasing down people who are not, I mean, that's, that's murder, master. It's, it's not us defending ourselves. 
I don't know if I can follow you down that path. Then don't. I dissipate my shadow blade and I just go start setting up tents. I'll go check on the bodies. Um, are you going alone or is anybody going with you? What is everybody else doing while they are setting up camp and going to check on the bodies? Uh, I'd like to go offer my help to Tranquil to help set up camp. I'll go with uh, Finnick. I toss Altus one of the tents. You know how to set that up, right? I do believe I do. Tempest? Make sure you clear the snow first. Good point. Good point. I'm going to patrol around our area. Um, you are able to walk up to the bodies pretty quickly. It's it's not that far away on the other side of the river once you're out of that um, combat mode. Uh, they... The one is um, fairly ornately adorned. Um, he has antlers um, stitched into the fabric of the coat uh, and antlers coming off of the shoulders of it. Um, the spear is actually made of a carved antler tip on a wood base um, with leather attaching the two of them together. Uh, the shaman also has a staff um, that is actually made of one long piece of antler from um, tip to bottom. Uh, both dead in the snow, scorched. Pieces I'll, of fabric missing and floating. I'll run up to them and start taking the jacket off and like frantically, where's the tiger? Where's the tiger? They're the tiger clan. Where? Oh, shit. What are you looking for? I can't win, Z. This wasn't even my, this wasn't even my clan. This is the, the elk clan. This isn't the tiger clan. How do you know that? And I'll kind of pull open up one of the uh, antlers on their jackets. I thought this was a tiger's pelt. It was a far distance. I couldn't really see. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if we burn him now, no one else will know. You understand why I did it, right? If you had a chance to take care of your captors, the ones that did you so much wrong, what would you have done? I shoot a firebolt at one of the bodies, let it on fire. Thank you, Z. Sorry, I punched you. It's all right. I needed it. Um, while the body's slowly, hopefully not catching complete fire yet, is there anything to scavenge off of them? Um, there are basic goods. Um, so if you manage to get off of the other, like things off the other one, you can get two rations. Um, the the quarterstaff made of antler, spear made of antler. Um, neither of them were carrying anything uh, magical. Um, the staff was the, the shaman's focus. Um, so no gold or anything though. Hmm. The elk are the largest of the regged tribes, uh, Finnick would know. 
and they are generally the ones that just try and stay away from 10 towners because they see them as the, the, the tame people that aren't really meant to be up here. Um, but they know that every time that they cross them, the 10 towners get twitchy and, you know, attack the tribes. Um, so while some of the tribes try and like push them to attack, the elk usually just avoid them entirely. So you, you find them more on the outskirts like this. So the peaceful tribe is what we're being told. Uh, I mean, hey, all of them have warred with each other plenty. You don't know that. You don't know that they weren't. <laughs> just, I think just Finnick would know about the history of the tribes and their interactions with each other. The tiger tribe shuns the elk tribe as being too, um, too soft. Uh, after, so I would say if you want to take things off of them, you would get two rations um, from the two that are there. I'll, I'll stop him and just say no. Let it burn. I'll throw it back. Okay. Are you returning to the camp after setting your pyre? Uh, yeah. I'll keep a wide berth from everybody and just kind of be on my own with my rations. Oh no. Are you gonna tell the rest of us what you <sighs> discovered? Nope. All right. Uh, I approach Finnick when he goes to think he's going to skulk on his own. <laughs> what, Quill? Give me the shards. No. They're affecting you, Master. I know you'd like to think that, but. <laughs> I'm not the man what you think I am, that? Quill. I'm not the man you think I am, Quill. I've never seen you fly off the handle like that. You're too lazy to get up and get your own coffee cup. That one act affected so much of my life. If there's a chance, even the smallest, for me to get retribution on that act, it will happen. And if you want to continue acting in good faith with this group of people who are relying on you, then you will give up the shards until we're sure that you're not being affected by them. Do you not see the logic in that? Fine. But don't touch them directly. That's fine. And I'll pull the shards out of my bag and hand them over. I will put them into my bag and I'm trying to keep my voice down as I yell at him because I don't necessarily want the rest of the party to see me yelling at Finnick because I feel like Tranquil feels like they're the backbone of the party. So he doesn't want the rest of the party to see them fighting because we need to be a unified front. And he's like, all right, now you're going to get up. You're going to stop pounding. You're going to finish your meal with the rest of us. So no one thinks that there's a problem. Fine, let's go. Does anybody want to have listened or leave them be in the corner? I would have stayed close. Uh, um, I'm just going to say for the record that we did that all in Infernal. <laughs> okay. 
I think I would have been staying close and probably would have been listening to that. But I'm still kind of patrolling too. I'm just making sure. I'm um, so we'll just a really quick perception versus um, stealth or sleight of hand just to see how much she would have gotten out of that if she was listening. Oh, <laughs> I rolled a three. So I'm thinking. Probably nothing. Yeah. Near that at all. I got a six. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. I got a 14. Do we need to roll for yeah. Finnick too or? No, um, I'm just, I'll use the roll for both of you. Yeah. So she didn't, she got tone, but none of the words. So you it's are okay. the one. I will probably tell her later because we tell each other everything. So it's not that big a deal, but. And as far um, as the rest of you are concerned, then Finnick still has the shards. While that was going on, uh, Alsace was probably making a point to not like face them, trying to like turn his back and give them privacy and make some conversation with Z, uh, definitely asking about where he popped into and then came back and then left again and whatnot. So yeah, uh, Alsace did not observe any of that. As I come back to the group, I'm gonna put a blanket over Z and then ask him if he's okay while rubbing his back. I'm all right. Thank how do you want us how do you want to split up watches for the night well I'll take the first one because I've already been doing it okay. so. and I didn't uh, use anything in that fight so fresh <laughs> <laughs> is anybody staying up with her or is it just going to be Tempest alone for the first watch I'm going to stay up with her okay. um and who's taking second watch? I'll take second. We should definitely give one to Altus because he has that crazy passive perception. But yeah, very true. I can do second. That would that, make some sense. That passive will definitely like wake him up from sleep, right? He just like knows everything that's going on. Nope. Uh, <laughs> A tree fell uh, in the forest somewhere. As the rest of you start to settle in for the night, go ahead and give me a perception, Tempest and Tranquil. Then while we have our first watch, I will in Infernal tell her the whole interaction between me and Finnick. Okay. Um, perception, I got a 12. I got a four. We're talking. We're talking very heatedly, apparently. <laughs> um, I will say with the 12, um, you see occasional flashes of light that are not with the aurora and they are to the east of you they're irregular and they're infrequent um, but maybe six flashes of light over the course of the four-hour watch all in the same place or do they appear to be moving all in the same place um other than that the watch is uneventful Okay, so you've told me all that stuff about getting the Chardolin back, and I'm trying to think if I need to say anything. Um, I don't know. I'm just worried about him, Tempest. No, I think that was the right call, but I don't know if that's what's affecting him. He's I'm hoping not. Oh, I'm hoping it is, I mean. <laughs> Certainly would be simpler. I guess we'll see next time we encounter people. Shh, if he does that again, 
what should we do? Attack blindly? I don't know. Maybe next time we should just incapacitate him and hope that they leave. It looked like they were trying to leave. Between the two of us, we should be able to take him down pretty easily. Um, can I make a roll that like, cause I saw them a little bit closer and I heard Finnick call them the tiger clan. Can I, I don't know, common sense. Like I didn't see any tiger on them. Like, I don't know if I would have been smart enough for that, but. Um, just, yeah. Give me a straight wisdom roll. I don't think tranquil would. No. Mm-mm. Tranquil wouldn't question Phoenix's judgment, so he wouldn't even think to. If he says I mean, they were Tiger Tribe, they were Tiger Tribe. And like, like maybe I mean, aside from the fact that it was hard for Finnick to see, it was hard for any of you to see. With it being you know half darkness, it was a lot of just figures, like you, humanoids off in the distance, kind of thing. So. I don't know. I'm going to take out a piece of the Shardlin and go and just kind of look at it with just her and just be like, I can't believe something like this can cause such a change in a person. (laughs) Gems are weird. You be careful with the two. I'm going to cast Hex at it. Okay. So anything happen? You, uh, there's a, what does your hex normally look like? Uh, my hex usually looks like chains from the Shadowfell. Um, as the chains come out of your hand, they hit the Shardolin and it's like, it just absorbs all of the light within them as they rattle and get sucked into them, getting twisted up further and further within the stone. And then the stone gets a very faint black glow. Oh, shit. And I drop it. (laughs) That's careful. I I mean, nothing has affected them before. What does it mean, Magic Man? I I, I don't know. Go wake up Altus. Quietly. I go do that. (laughs) I kick him him in the foot. It's roughly at where the change in watch would have occurred time-wise. So you you do still get your full rest, Altus. (laughs) I just tell him you're up and then I go to bed. Okay. Okay. I conspiratorially am waving towards Altus and going. (laughs) (laughs) I stealthily head over to Tranquil. Okay. When you have you guys been testing the shards? We uh Finnick presented them and I, I grabbed one with my bare hands and I I didn't feel anything. Did it ever do this? And I hold up the glowing one. No, uh, it did not. It did not indeed. Stores magic. That's what it's doing. Uh I hand him a blank one. Cast something at it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. And what do I cast at it? 
can I cast Sacred Flame on it and see if I can get because it's glowing black, right? Are you casting it on the same one or a different one? Uh, uh, a I blank one. Yeah. Blank one. Um, okay, one moment. Um, okay, so as you cast it, um, they the warm. What does your sacred flame normally look like? Uh, sacred flame is kind of uh, like flames coming down. They're not like orange or red normal flames. They're a little bit whiter, okay, uh, but almost black at the bottom. So as they begin to rain down, it's as if there's a a vacuum suction from the gem and they're pulled in from either side as they get brought into it. And I need you to make a charisma safe. <gasps> oh, that is something. Ten. Okay. Um, as you feel this strong pull within you as if the gem is reaching out to you and almost trying to suck energy from your body. Um, and as you finish casting the spell, the gem now glowing gold on the inside underneath the purple, you feel that connection to it break as if it wrapped around you and wasn't able to get a foothold. Oh, Tranquil, I, I didn't like that. It, uh, it what almost, do you mean? It almost called to me. I felt it like it needed me. And almost as like he, I needed it. As he holds it up, it's still thrumming with that power. I'm going to snatch it from him. That didn't happen when I did it. It literally just cast into the stone and then nothing happened. I don't. I don't know where that came from, but I see why I see why Phoenix seems so scared about these, scared of these. They're they're much more serious than I first first thought. I'm gonna grab another one and cast Mage Armor into that one and see if I have the charisma save thing. <laughs> it goes uh, right into the first, this one. Is the first one still glowing black, the hex one? Yes. See, nothing. I didn't. It didn't talk to me or reach out or anything. Are you sure you did it right? <laughs> yeah, I I believe I did. Um, I have I have one last idea. May I have a, a blank shard? Yeah, we have plenty. <laughs> um, this one, I'm. I want to cast light on it. I want this to be that beacon of light. Um, okay, go ahead and make another DC or make another charisma save for me. The DM almost just didn't know what the DC was. What are you doing? You're messing around with me. That's a nat 20. That was okay. what I got it on. Um, you see the, whereas last time it felt like it almost like pulled your soul out of your chest. This time you just feel a faint ripple across your body as it misses any sort of foothold. And it glows and then the light is sucked into it until you just see a white pinprick emanating from the center, 
not actually bright like a light spell would be, but within the stone. Oh, See? that one. No, that one, that one tried. It, it wanted, it wanted to, but I, I think I was more prepared that time for it. But I, I did feel it attempt to call to me. Tranquil, I don't like these. Altus, I'm going to be honest with you. They don't seem to affect me at all. What, I think what that does that mean? Is I think because- that maybe your your save. It, these, I think these might be safest with you. That seems pretty smart. And I take the one in his hand. <laughs> I, I would be curious to see tomorrow if they still keep their shimmer. If that one stays black and this one stays orange. But that might be, that might be enough Chardolin for this evening. Yeah, I put them all away, including Altus's shards, because you still have some, right? I had like the two in front of me, I'm assuming. Yeah. I meant the ones you've been holding on since you guys split them between the two of you. Did you know about that? Well, you just said that I should hold on to them, so I thought you were giving me your shards as well. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, I no. After that, I definitely would have been like. Also, Finnick gave me these ones. <laughs> so there, those are six shards total. Then. So that I have now six of them, mm-hmm. or there's twelve total. I, I'll have to double check again, but I think there was less than twelve. But I'll check what we had before. All right, and with that, with them all tucked away, I'm going to go wake up Z and take his place in the tent. (laughs) Okay. Z, go ahead and roll yours. Um, (laughs) I would, you know, yeah. Altus, you can roll as well, even though you have a passive of 22. I, I really just notice things better when I don't try to look for them. But when I go to look for them, it doesn't work as well. So we got a three, and what was yours, Altus? A 13. Yeah, um, not, not really anything. The aurora is beautiful, and it fades shortly after both of you start your watch. Um, the night being cold as a light snow begins to fall. Um, no wind. It's, it's very soft. Uh, and slowly... Um, the snow comes to a stop covering the ash and bodies that were left behind by the tribesmen as we reach morning. Real awkward. Would we know it's morning by like sense of time? Because there's, I'm just realizing if we're watching taking watch as morning comes yeah it's i mean it's really just feeling the amount of time that passes you don't have light or anything else that changes um the way that i've kind of imagined this world is that the aurora ends a couple hours before what would traditionally be morning because it is almost the reverse of that twilight gotcha uh well see it seems that it is a new day it is Shall we gather the crew? 
Yeah, I think we should. We should get going. Agreed. Let me go and I try to rouse everybody as gently as I can. I'm awake. Uh, thank you, Walters. But um, of course, Finnick. I walk over to Tranquil and try to like see if he'll just wake up with like a gentle Tranquil, tr- Tranquil. I hex him. <laughs> Actually? <laughs> yeah, why not? It doesn't actually okay. hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you feel the chains of the shadow fell as they slither across your body cold in the morning, even through your winter clothes. Ah, uh, Quill, I, we've done this so many times. You, you know, Tranquil, Tranquil. I let the spell go and I get up. Move on to Tempest. <laughs> I don't kick her in the in the leg. I get up. As you pack up the camp, um, the morning is quiet. Um, it was a little bit hard to notice with how much was going on last night, but there's hardly any animal activity in the area. Um, there's not, uh, I mean, there wouldn't be birdsong while it's still dark, but there's no sound of wings rustling or of anything, you know, cracking twigs in the forest. Um, you're able to still, thanks to uh, Z's pinpoint of where it's located, follow the river around until it breaks off uh, and you begin to follow north through the sparse forest, approaching the base of the hill's on the northern side here. Um, takes a good uh, good two, three hours to do that, and it's reaching twilight as you see this large form looming ahead. Um, there's marks as if whatever it was left like a trail in the snow as it skidded to a halt, and an eerie glow betrays the monstrous outline of something stupendous and ominous. It looks like a cephalopod with slimy, ropey tentacles as thick as tree trunks. It has tried and failed to bury its immense bulk in the snow. And that's where we'll end tonight. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, We appreciate you guys hanging out with us and, and going through this story as we get deeper and deeper into the wilderness of Icewind Dale. Um, Thank you so much to everybody that has helped us out on Patreon. Uh, We have Sparky, David Lugo, David, Daniel, Scott, and most recently, um, Rio's mom. Thanks, Rio's mom. (laughs) And thank you so much to uh, all of you also that have um, liked, subscribed, commented. All of the views on YouTube are a huge help, and we're always happy to answer questions there as well. so yeah, please reach out to us on social media, on uh, on YouTube, on Patreon, however, and we're always happy to to answer questions of what happened or take corrections on rules so we can continue to improve as we go forward. And follow us on Twitter. Yes, and all of those links are just below here in the doobly-doo. Um, and with that, we will close with our, uh, our new patron tagline, uh, roll initiative and say your tearful goodbyes, which very nearly happened. Good night, everybody.